I'm, I'm curious how people respond to this. Is it is it performative, or is is the is, does the good doctor have some tricks up his sleeve for this squad? One of the quotes in the in the article uh, talked about how Rule continues to pick the brain of Tom Osborne. Quote: We Watch came in practice. this Monday. We came in this Monday, and Coach Osborne came in and watched film with us because we've been running some option plays. And we asked him to come in. You get to do a film session with Tom Osborne. It's like the relationship I had with Grant Teeth at Baylor. Those are coaching icons when they're willing to look over your shoulder and help you, but never want to step on your toes. It's really special. Unquote. That's Matt. Rule. I love that. I love that. Saying. Yeah, right. Okay. So, but I have a feeling that's a little controversial, right? How so? With some fans of just being like, oh, come on. Are you really trying to like relive for instance, how does that strike you, Elijah? Somebody who was not around during the glory years and to witness the greatness firsthand of Tom Osborne and his penchant for knowing all things option and run game. How do you feel about that? You hear it and you wonder what that meeting was like because it can come off as performative. The fact that mm-hmm. you're going in an interview and sitting down and saying, yeah, we're watching film with Tom Osborne. Like it, it seems like something more for the fans than for the team. And that's, that comes from a perspective of not being inside that room. So you don't know what the meeting's actually like. But the fact that you're going and, and saying that in, a, in, in a, an interview with a reporter strikes you as the potential for it being performative. So, uh, I, right. I, and I, I understand where you're coming from. And Brandon Vogel from counterread.com has slid into the quad here. If you're watching on any of the 5 million platforms, this thing broadcasts on every morning or every Saturday morning. Um, so Brandon, when you hear that, like, I think that is a natural, what Elijah just said, I, I think is a perfectly logical reaction for um, a, a large section of the Nebraska fan base. But being a deep football guy like you are, and knowing how deep of a football guy Osborne was and is, and probably how deep of a football guy Rule is, I bet you they were going really deep on some real intricacies of option football. What, what do you think when you hear about that quote? Yeah, I think so. Um, and I also, you know, can see, see kind of Elijah's perspective on it. <clears throat> I'd say it does strike me as pretty consistent with with uh, what we've what we know about rule. You know, Mitch Sherman had a really great article at the the Athletic this week about Matt Rule. You know, he's he's referenced Walt, Bill Walsh. He referenced Pat Riley. He talks about the books that he's reading. You know, he's just that kind of like I'm gonna absorb information um, type of person. And, and here, you know, he's got access to, to Osborne. He is somebody I think we've seen in the past. Like if you ask him, he'll, he'll come and, uh, and try to help, you know, but he's not just gonna, he's not just gonna hang around or hang over the program, which I think at times has, you know, been a, a small issue at, at Nebraska because he's such a larger than life presence. Um, in terms of the run game, you know, we could we could spend an hour talking about just just Osborne and the run game. You know, let's I, I do don't... that then. <laughs> I don't, I don't that, remember. That's like, that would be my favorite show ever. <laughs> I don't remember like when I you know when the quote was from. I know he said it multiple times, but Osborne kind of famously said, you know, when they were deciding to implement some op some option. Um, 
largely based on what Oklahoma was doing with the wishbone and success they were having, you know, said he thinks a rushing yard's worth more than a passing yard. Uh, and it's interesting because I think college football over the past decade or so, maybe that wasn't true anymore. But I also think maybe we're coming out of that era and, you know, the pendul- pendulum always swings. And, and maybe things are going more uh, back towards a little bit more of, Look, you know, everybody's done hurry up. Everybody's done all the RPO stuff. They're all, you know, a lot of teams are still doing it. It's not the advantage it once was. Um, It it also makes me think back to, okay, so what's that meeting like for for us four dudes who were not there? Um, Like, just trying to imagine it. And one of my favorite, like, football quotes ever was from from Homer Rice, like an old school option guy. Um, Paraphrasing very much here, but he, you know, basically said, like, the, the unique thing about Osborne was not just that they ran the ball well, but they like ran all of the plays. And mm-hmm. so that, you know, and you can look back at those old Nebraska playbooks and, and see that and they had yeah. the whole like encyclopedia of, of run plays. And what made him good was knowing which one to, to pick based on what they'd shown, what they'd done previously. Mm-hmm. And that's stuff that I think can be transferable. And, and and which to pair things with, right? Which how, how to, how, I mean, literally doing things in the first quarter that you're really just setting up the third quarter, yeah. like a true strategic mind when it comes to the run game. But sorry, Chris, go ahead. No, you no, you're you're right. I just wanted to, to jump in on this from a question mark uh, and performative question. I I look at this as. Rule said from the very beginning, and I think it was his first press conference, we're all there and we're in the Hawk Center, and he, and it really st- struck me, a lot of things did, but it was, I got to figure out how to win here. I, I, I've not, I've played in the Big Ten, but I have not coached in the Big Ten, so how do I win here? How do I do two things at once? How do I take over a team? How do I develop a, a tough football team? And, oh, yeah, by the way, how do I win in year one and not take shortcuts to do it? Because he's all always been about foundation and, and concrete pouring, and, and that's what he does. I mean, he talks constantly about the process, and you're seeing that work at least to get to three and three before half. But I think he's looked at this. He sees his defensive side of the ball in that three three five as something that's unique and different and Listen, uh, a lot of offenses have to prep for it because they've not seen it. And what do I have available to, to what you started the show on, Mark? And that is, look at how injured this Nebraska team is. Look at mm-hmm. look at what they're missing on offense. And the best thing you got going right now is a quarterback that's pretty tough and physical and Big, has been, has been yep. good running the football. So, yeah, let's – Let's get the bat phone dialed up and get T.O. in here to run some option because that is how you get to six or beyond. I think that's the that's the bottom line for me when when rules evaluating this thing. And he wants Osborne around anyway, because I think rule is super humble that he's mad enough to say, I don't know it all, man. Uh, I've done a good job. I'm proud of my career. But if I have resources, I'm going to use them. That's. That's what that's that's how I see it. I see it as a thousand percent authentic versus uh, something out there to appease the fan base that may be grumbling about three, you know, three turnovers in, in the fourth quarter. It, it's not a it's not cover. And he is 
uber media savvy. I totally believe that. But I think there's a high level of authenticity to it. Well, well, if you want, if you want to see Nebraska's already high fumble numbers go up, run more option. Like, well, I mean, <laughs> well that, not if you don't pitch, folks. <laughs> well, that's, that's true. But it's kind of like, hey, know your strengths too, right? Because you know, Mark, Mark he's trying to find strengths. I think. Well, but you know, Satters, Satterfield didn't grow up an option guy. Rule didn't grow up an option guy. Like they didn't. It's it's in everybody's playbook. Right, but it's it's the degree to which you truly understand it and understand it at like a conceptual level. It's really finite details, like in order to really make it go, that they probably just flat out don't know that Osborne can can help them with. I well, mean, it, think about like the quarterback that that runs that 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 option, like when it's working well. When if you think back to Frazier, Frost was good at this too. Um, you 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 know when the well. Not at this particular part. I'm talking on the pitch, right? So you're, you're coming down the line. You're, you're, you're probably going against an end or a strong or an outside that has, has come down, and he's got quarterback, right? But those folks usually kind of hedge. They keep an eye on the quarterback, but they're ready to help if, if the pitch comes. And then a quarterback that knows enough to, like, I'm attacking outside shoulder, I'm going to get him turned, and then I'm going to duck in real quick to get him turned again, and then I'm going to pitch. And that all happens in, like, a quarter second, and it's such a fine, like, skill. I bet you it's stuff like that. I At least that, that gives me hope. Maybe maybe that's what it was about, and maybe you'll see Harburg kind of, you know, take the option game a little bit to the next level rather than it just being a play. It's, it's more like a style, a an approach well whenever you have someone that's an expert on running the option like tom osborne i think one of the values is it goes back to an old einstein quote yes i'm going there on a saturday morning at 8 a.m oh my goodness yeah, look at you I'm if, proud, if you can't explain it simply you don't understand it well enough and i think that's one of the the elements you're 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 probably going to osborne for here is saying hey we don't have the time to put in the the massive amount of repetitions you put into practice whenever you have Turner Gill running the option, Tommy Frazier running oh, the option, put in a quarterback too. there. You have four or five years of these guys being able to go out and run the options. So whenever they get on the field, it is second nature to them. You don't have that ability with this football team because I don't think that the option is something that you want to have your offense rely heavily upon over the next five seasons. It's something you're throwing in this year, I think, a little bit heavier than you'd like in the future because it works right now and because you need to find offense somewhere. So you go into the person that can explain it simply because they're such an expert that they can boil it down to its most important elements and say, this is what you guys need to hit in order to, to run the option specifically. I think that's why you go to somebody who is that much of an expert because Nebraska doesn't need the, the intricacies of the option running it 10 times a game. You need to, to boil it down to its core, and I think that's why you go to the expert like Tom Osborne to get his take on the option to say, hey, here's our practice film, here's our game film. What can we, we change about this very, very quickly in a way that we don't have to run it 200 times over the next week to get it right? How, how are you adjusting what we do with this option? I think that's that's one of the elements you have to look at here. Well, it's unless you run it, well, you unless you you run it 200 notes. times. It's well, not going mean, to work out for you. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a couple of challenges for Nebraska right now with that. You know, the option's easy to understand, right? Like, I remember I was like eight years old. My cousin took me out into my grandma's grand, grandma's yard and was like, okay, here's here's how Nebraska runs the option. Like, 
if this guy's coming towards you, give it to the other guy. Like conceptually, <laughs> it's easy to understand, but there's just there's there's no shortcut for the experience of having done that. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, like I, I think Elijah's right. Like Nebraska isn't transitioning to become, you know, Air Force three years down the road. But the option is also something that can work, but it's it's kind of tough to run really, really well if you're only doing it 10 times a game. Um, but you look at this, and and whether it's Sims in a small sample size or Harburg in a slightly larger sample size, like based on yards per carry, once you get sacks out of there, like they're Nebraska's two best runners. Like it's more successful than, than handing the ball off at this point. And that's a challenge too for Nebraska going forward because we know that they're perfectly happy to to just run the ball sixty percent of the time, but you know those plays really aren't starting to work until like the second half, which is fine. Like you can live with that and do that, um, but it's just how much do you want to run the quarterback? Uh, you know, it was interesting this week to hear Anthony Grant's name come up again um, as far as it pertained to fumbles because like. If we're back to that stage where where he can't play or they're a little bit worried about that, you got Emmett Johnson, I guess. Um, you know, yeah. <laughs> you kind of don't don't have a ton of options due to due to injury. So it's tough because you know, yeah, Harburg looks great running the football. Sims has looked great when he and he's been available, but an injury to a quarterback. If Luke Reimer breaks his finger. You tape it up and it's fine. He keeps he goes and makes twelve more tackles that game. If quarterback does that, he's out four weeks. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's kind of the line Nebraska I think has to walk over these remaining six games. Brandon Vogel is with us. CounterRead.com at Brandon L Vogel on Twitter. Weekend edition here at Hale Varsity. Vogue, something we were going to dive into this morning, and I love the option talk. Uh, off of uh, BC's story this morning and, and Rule's interview with uh, 365 Sports is that that path to six. And let's talk West. You got a monster matchup with Iowa, Wisconsin. How, how wide opens the door, dare I ask, for Nebraska? You got a slew of one and two teams. You got a one game at a time mentality for Nebraska, but these next three are critical for the Big Red as we kind of lump them all together. And, you know, what do you look at for Nebraska this second half of the season to to really kind of accelerate momentum wise and, uh, you know, have a puncher's chance, dare I say, for the division? Yeah, um, ask me. Ask me in about twelve hours after that Iowa Wisconsin game is over, <laughs> and uh, I'll have a I'll have a much better sense. Like, uh, as as distasteful as it may be for Nebraska fans today, they they probably need to root for Iowa to somehow come up with a punt return and a pick six and uh, <laughs> a field throw, goal. <laughs> in a field goal. How the hell are they and, four and one? Were they four and one or five and yeah, one? Five and one. And throw fewer than ten passes, if at all possible. Um, well, let's, and, and let's, come up with... let's put this out there. Iowa's offense is actually scoring more points per game than Nebraska's offense. <laughs> Two more it points. Is. Yes. Um. Jeez. Well, asterisk if you include <laughs> the punt returns and defensive <laughs> right. scores. Jeez. Um. Yeah. Um, I believe that that doesn't include <laughs> defensive scores. That includes punt returns, but not defensive scores, right? Or does it include both? No, I didn't. No, it, 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 it's ah, just, okay. Brady knows more than I do. Scored. Um, 
So, um, I mean, it's amazing. Like, I, it's it's easy to poke fun of, except for when Nebraska's, you know, averaging 19 points a game. Um, Iowa finds a way to get it done. Like, it, and they found a way to get it done against Purdue way easier than I thought they would, given the level of quarterback play they had in that game. It was not good, um, which is problem here. The th- if Wisconsin gets to three and zero, they've still got to play Ohio State. Um, they played Rutgers last week. Their other East draw, they got a pretty good East draw this year, is Indiana. Um, so minus that Ohio State game, they'll be favored in every game they have left. Um, so they get to three and zero. Nebraska needs, you know, Nebraska has its chance to beat Wisconsin, but and I guess Ohio State, you know theoretically wins that game so then you're you, you'd have the head-to-head tiebreaker against wisconsin but things if, if wisconsin loses to iowa i think things become wide open because iowa just plays plays close against almost everyone so and with the injury injury they had a quarterback they're a lot more volatile than i think wisconsin is at this point so it's uh Nothing's nothing's closed off for Nebraska in terms of the West Division, regardless of what happens today. But it becomes everybody's still in the pack um, coming down the stretch if if Iowa comes up with a win. Hmm. Uh, Brandon Vogel from CounterRead.com is is with us as we talk option and we talk uh, Big Ten West, the last year of of the divisions um, before next year and kind of divisionless football comes to the Big Ten. Let's go back to option real quick, Brandon, just because, you know. Because Schmitty's gone, so we can do uh, – ah, Schmitty's here. Uh, Schmitty can stop us now. But we should do like a one-hour special one time just on the run game. Um, But let's break down – like here's the other thing is that it can work with all kinds of quarterbacks, right? And let's let's compare like Frazier to Frost to Crouch. So different, right? Like Frazier is more the the virtuoso, the, the, the smooth Brooklyn point guard. Right, like he's he's, man. The I mean, Nebraska scored so many times just based on his understanding of timing of pitches. Um, incredible at that. Right? Probably one of the best. I don't know. I can't think of a better one in terms of that. Um, and then he had Frost, who was a a bulldozer at that position. And then he had Crouch, who I can't remember his great pitch ever. Because the guy's He's pitching to Corell and Alexander, so let's give him a little slack. Not a t- not a ton. I no, that was a lot well, of handoff stuff. Well, right? I'm saying like, he, yeah, but when he did pitch, it didn't go well. All right, so he was yeah. keeping that bastard. <laughs> yeah, and he's shot out of the cannon, right? Like that guy's just foot in the ground, gone. So different. All effective at the option at the option game. So let's fast forward to now and Harburg. When you look at those kind of three styles of option quarterback all very different i I don't think there's a one-for-one comp with harburg but like what is he what is he a combination of what do you see um i mean i think he's closest to frost um and and if that's if that's the middle of our spectrum here um which way he goes from there i'm not quite sure um you know you just look at his size and and he knows that he's big and he's fast um, and he's not afraid to use that. So, you know, in, in some like way, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's a tough one. I mean, he he does remind me just with the physicality of of how how Scott Frost ran the option 
at Nebraska probably the most, and maybe shade towards, I guess, man, these are really good option quarterbacks, so it feels unfair no matter which way you go, but, you know, maybe shade toward, well, man. He keeps <laughs> oh. the ball with the frequency of Crouch, so I guess I'll right. go that way. And he's got some speed, right? He's got a, he's got a little foot in the ground game to him, too. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, I did want to know, I think it was Steven put, put a comment up about Joe Gibbs in, in Nebraska. One last thing on the run game. Uh, Joe Gibbs kind of famously, if people saw that and were wondering what it was about or needed a refresher, uh, largely credited, yeah, largely credited Tom Osborne with uh, helping Washington of the early mid 80s when they won three Super Bowls uh, clean up their counter game. Um, which is part of the reason which, uh, I write for a place called Counter Read now. Uh, wrote about that a little bit in our very first post about Joe Gibbs and always giving Tom Osborne credit for for the counter. And well, let's let's say, note that. And, and that was like let's their patented the, play too, for folks that don't know. Oh, that, that was it was their bread and butter baby, and yeah, that's that's been Nebraska's best under center run game. Would we all agree? That's the best play <laughs> Nebraska's had this year has yep. been the counter. Uh, Vogues, yeah. I want to go there. And do you think we see more shotgun run by Nebraska in the second half? That's been a little bit better on first down, uh, just with my eyes. Anyway, uh, as far as getting some movement, getting some positive yards, because lining up under center with a one back or I formations not been great for Nebraska as they, they want to punish you. Yeah, but you need something better than second and nine. Yeah, I, I think those are the things that you're you're looking for during a bye week is is some of those tendencies and you know what can be tendency breakers for you over the remaining remaining half of the season. Um, was watching the the video that the the Huskers account put out. You know, kind of the big story of of the games to this point and. I think it was I think it was maybe during Northern Illinois game there was a shot of Satterfield in the locker room at halftime talking about their first down, their like kind of lack of success on first down. And that's been a problem for, for Nebraska. And they're just not good enough offensively right now to be in those second and eights, second and nines. So they've, they've got to find a way to, to stay on schedule because you end up in second and eight, second and nine. It almost, when you're, you know, when every yard requires the effort, I think it has so far for Nebraska, uh, you're kind of killing drives right out of the gates. So whatever that takes, um, you know, against Michigan, I thought they might throw it a little bit more early and see if they could loosen things up that way. But you're right with the shotgun run stuff. Um, have seen some success doing that. Um, might be time for, for a little bit more of that. And, and, and then you can, you can use the bye week for those things. Like it's, it's a fortunately timed bye week for Nebraska. I think dividing this to six and six, I look at, I felt this way about Illinois last week. That's a team that needs a bye and is still two weeks away from one. Um, Colorado last night, I thought that was kind of a trouble spot for the Buffs coming in. Didn't look like it early. Uh, and then all of a sudden it was. Stanford was coming off a bye. Colorado was playing a seventh straight game and it, it was pretty banged up. Hmm. Vogues, what's uh, on your mind here as we move forward with Counter Reed and tell folks how to get signed up with you and Aaron? Yeah, you can just visit, visit counterread.com. Uh, we we kind of kept the selling proposition super simple. Two, two newsletters a week for, for our paid subscribers. We'll pop in and out and, and do some free stuff as well so people can uh, can see the work that we're doing there. But 
it's been good. Uh, you know, we had had the bye week, which is outside of the kind of rhythm we've gotten used to. But it was it was a really good week for us. Uh, had a, Aaron had a great sit down with Trev Alberts this week. Um, hmm. You can subscribe and read that. And uh, anybody who, who who wants to sign up, either a free subscription or a paid subscription, which gets you access to everything. Um, you can do a free trial for seven days and, and, and see what we're doing. So if you sign up today, that'll take you all the way to next game day. So you'll get a, a full game weekend. Little, little nugget from the, from the Trev Albert sit down. If, if, is there anything you can, can share about maybe what come came out of that and what the main topics were that were covered? Yeah. So we opened that up for, um, you know, Trev Alberts was, was great in agreeing to do this. We, we asked our subscribers for what questions they had for the AD. Um, and we, Aaron has more stuff that'll be coming coming out from that uh, that interview, but had some some good questions about the stadium grandfather clauses, how that's all going to work, um, you know, yeah. kind of tricky stuff that that fans really care about the the people who are actually there yeah. in the seats. Um, did that, I, you know, one of the highlights for me just in reading it was. Uh, a question about a slow rebuild versus something like we've seen at, at Colorado, or I'd put Louisville in that category under Jeff Brom so far. Both those teams went really, really heavy in the transfer portal. Um, and Nebraska has has chosen a different path. So if you want to read what Trev Alberts had to say about that, uh, yeah. hop on to counterread.com and, and check it out. Like I said, you can get a seven-day free trial and, and read that story right now. That's awesome. Cool, Get signed up with Vogues. Vogues, appreciate you, man. Enjoy your Saturday and uh, your football, bud. Appreciate you. You too, guys. Have a good weekend.